So um, you guys know we're continuing this series on first fruits today. And today we're talking about bringing the first fruits of your gifts and your talents. And it was very appropriate today that I'm not sitting up here by myself. Some of you are like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> right? Actually, let's move the announcement clipboard out of the way. Um, I've had the privilege and honor of knowing Asanji for, what did we decide, 14, 14 years we've been working together yeah. in ministry in various parts of our church network here. And, uh, and so the staff had planned this series on First Fruits a long time ago. And unbeknownst to Asanji, she signed up for a preaching class and God said, I think that what your message needs to be about for your preaching class is giving. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, that was last week. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited you're up here. I'm just a hot mess, right? <laughs> like, I did not preach on giving, no. <laughs> on gifts and talents and, and getting plugged in. And I was like, really? That's what you're preaching on? Her class ended last week. She did the sermon two weeks ago for a class. And I was like, isn't that just God's funny timing? And she's like, oh, no, you have that look. <laughs> I said, because that's the sermon that we're going to do in two weeks. And I, I really want you to pray about it. I believe, I, I think I asked you to pray about it. Did I just tell you you were preaching? Pretty I think much. I just told you <laughs> Pretty much. 14 years, you know. So, um, so today we are going to continue uh, in our series. And we're going to talk about bringing the first fruits of gifts and talents and uh, I'm going to be in the support role today, and Asanji is going to take it away as soon as I get this all set up for her. <laughs> so y'all say good morning to her and give her a round of applause. <laughs> good morning, Bridge Church. Um, I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Um, if you had asked me 14 years ago if I would be up here doing this, the answer would have been a resounding no. Um, but... Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. And um, as Pastor Jen mentioned, um, this was a topic that God put on my heart when I was taking this preaching class. When I first signed up, he started speaking to me, and he spoke to me throughout the class um, about our gifts and talents and putting them to use for the body of Christ. So um, it, it was just with the phrase that came to me, the, the phrase that I used for my class was, get in where you fit in, which vernacular that we used uh, growing up in the semi-south, if you would show up at some place and there were a bunch of people gathered and you kind of didn't know where to go or whatever, the host would say, oh, just get in where you fit in, which, you know, you find a spot and, and get in it. Um, so that's kind of the, the spirit of the message. Um, so I want to start by asking a question. Has, have any of you ever been in a situation or been in a place where you feel like you didn't fit in? Anybody? Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure it's not just me, because I can go sit down then. Online, um, <laughs> online family? Do we have hands raised online? I think we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you name some of the places that made you feel like that, or some of the situations where you felt like that? Ooh. Okay. Okay. Being the girl pastor in the room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and have you ever felt unwelcome because you might have political views that are different from other people, or you might... Um, not meet stereotypes that people think that you should be. Okay, so we can all relate to that. Um, and I thought it was really appropriate that God started speaking about this message to me um, from the time I knew I would be taking the class because I feel like my life has been a journey of trying to find where I fit in. Um, from family, which um, I don't know how many of you know, but my family, my parents, 
are and were from Angola, Africa. But my siblings and I were born here. So there was that whole piece of finding your identity in family. Like, if you talk to someone, a family member from overseas, I'm the American cousin. But then if you talk to my friends here in America, I'm the African friend. So it was that whole identity piece, finding where you fit with that. And then somebody mentioned school. School was a thing, too. Um, I was not a part of any of the, the cliques at school. I got along with everybody, but there was no group that I could say I fit in. I wasn't one of the, the jocks or the preps or the whoever's. Um, and then church also was a thing because my dad was a pastor. So we were PKs or preacher's kids. <laughs> and so people held you to a different standard. So you never really felt like you fit in with the other kids, even though you were just like the other kids, but people thought you were somehow different. Um, and then as an adult in church, I still am in that journey of finding where it is I fit. So um, I guess we'll go to the word. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 12 today. Um, so if you could read the following with us. Yep. All right. You guys got your reading voices on? <laughs> is this on still? Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> Just, Just as the body, body though, though one, one has, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. body. So it is with Christ, for we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear... Where would the sense of smell be? I think it's important. There's a lot of places we could have gone in Scripture to talk about bringing the first fruits of your gifts and talents, right? But I think this passage is so important, and it's sister passage over in Ephesians, because today we live in a world that is so divided. It is so antagonistic. It is so cancel culture. If you don't if you don't look like me, think like me, do like me, act like me, walk like me, run at my pace, whatever it is, then you there's something wrong with you and you don't belong. Mm -hmm. And in this passage, God says, no, that's not what it is at all. Like, we all play the insecurities game, right? Like, we were even joking back in the back because I always worry about turning my mic off. It's why I wear my mic pack on the front because... I sing so off-key, and one time they didn't get it muted, and it came over the speaker. I'm like, oh, Sanji, you're good. You don't have to mute your mic back. You're on worship team. <laughs> like, I wish I could sing, right? But my gift is not less than because her gift is what it is, right? And so it's not about playing this comparison game, and it is about recognizing that God made each part uniquely, and every single part of that is important. And when we sit back and think, oh, I'm not gifted like her, or I'm not talented like him, or I can't, I can't help the church because I can't X, Y, or Z, we actually leave the body with a limp, right? 
<laughs> when we don't do what we were supposed to do, only the foot was wired to be a foot. Hands don't make good feet. It's not a good fit. Only the eye was wired to see, created to see, right? The ear can't do that. And so when we don't fit in, when we don't do what we were called to do, because we think we should be something else, we shouldn't be something else. We should be exactly who we're wanted to be. That's what makes the body work. And so what I want you to hear is if that's been you, if you have disqualified yourself, if you have thought, well, I can't or I don't or I don't fit in or I don't get along or I think they vote different, sing different, talk different, pray different, whatever, hear me. There's a place for you here. It's not God's design that you should not be part of a bigger body. Designed you to fit in. That's right. God designed each one of us to fit in, and this is not a one man or one woman or one couple show. And so we have that we disqualify our own selves, but this whole passage doesn't just talk about fitting in. It talks about unity and how we get along in that. So I'm going to keep reading for you. I kind of want you to take this in because we can get a little tongue twisted and lost in this passage. So I just want you to listen and you can follow along as we read verses 21 to 27. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Back to cancel culture, you know, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with modesty, while our presentable parts, they don't need any special treatment. But not that God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each of you is a part of it. I, I want to go back to one phrase there. He said, it's not that God has put the body together to give greater honor to one part or the other, but that there would be no division as we all do our part. Because, again, God designed us to fit in. Right. So even though you have been in situations that have made you feel unwelcome or situations that made you feel like you didn't fit in, again, God, that's not how God designed the church to be. One of our focuses here at Bridge Church is community, um, walking our faith out together in community, and also impacting the community that we're a part of in Indian Head. Um, so in doing that, Everybody has a part to play. Yeah. And it's not just recognizing that we fit in, but it's recognizing and embracing that everybody has a place to fit in, right? Um, and not just embracing that, but appreciating it. And, and honestly, that requires grace, and that's some of what Paul was just talking about. The weaker parts are indispensable. Greater, given, greater honor is given to the parts that lacked honor. We don't need to shame people who walk in the door and don't have it all together. We actually need to reach out and extend a covering over them to make them feel more welcome. When people are struggling and they're in, in walking in a, a weakness or walking through a struggle or a challenge or just 
Anybody ever had a season where you were a little less honorable or a little less presentable? I'll raise my hand if y'all won't raise your... I'll, I'll just raise my hand for all of us, right? Thank you for your vulnerability and honesty. It takes a little grace, but this passage teaches us that that's where we give honor to people. We cover them. Uh, and when people have those moments, every week we celebrated a different team, Right? Every week we celebrated a different team. No one sat there jealous because, well, they're just acknowledging the connections team. Like, we celebrate. When, when Asenji's up here preaching for the first time, we rejoice with her. We don't get jealous because we're not up here preaching. We celebrate with her. Um, and so God designed us as equals to work together. Right. So um, let's go back to verse 18 in 1 Corinthians. 12, it says, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So each of us sitting in here, everyone has been gifted by God to do something. Um, and there's a role that only you can fulfill in the body of Christ. We're, it's like we're pieces of God's puzzle, and you don't get the full picture until everyone is in place. That's right. That's right. So even though there are different gifts and talents... They're all given by the same spirit, and they're all important, and they're necessary. If one part is missing or out of place, it affects the rest of the body. Can you, can you say that again? If one part is missing or out of place, it affects the rest of the body. So I know this from personal experience. I'm going to tell a story now. Um, when I was in high school, I remember I was at home, and I was coming down the basement steps, and... To this day, I don't know how it happened, but I stepped down off the last step onto the floor, and somehow my big toe bent under without me realizing it, and I stepped down with all my weight on that big toe. The rest of me, ouch, indeed. <laughs> I mean, I saw stars. I saw those little bluebirds with the yellow beaks. <laughs> I, I don't know what was happening. Bells were ringing. It was just a lot of stuff happening, and I, I just remember the rest of me just crumbled because of that toe. Um, I was, you know, screaming and carrying on apparently because family members came to see what was going on and I ended up going to the ER and having, you know, treatment done so that I could move towards healing. And that whole time, because that toe wasn't doing what it was functioning to do, the rest of me was affected. Now the toe doesn't see, the toe doesn't hear, the toe doesn't speak, but I know now that it's very important. <laughs> um, so that, that's the bottom line of this, is that bringing the first fruits of our gifts and talents not only means finding our God-ordained spot, but it means operating in that spot so that the whole body can function like it was designed to function. In other think, words... Yeah, I think I heard you say... Get in get where, in you, fit where in. you fit in. How about y'all say that with us? Get, get in, in where, where you fit, fit in. in. So as we continue to look at this passage... Um, it's easy to think that our gifts don't matter, right? Or, or see how they can help. I mean, it's one thing to read Paul's words where he says, well, every part deserves honor. And, the, and the, he basically says the little, the little teeny parts, they matter most. It's easy to say that and to read that and to recite that. But it's another thing to believe that. It's easy to think that the gift we have doesn't matter that much or what we can do. We can't really do anything that would be valuable, right? Anybody ever felt like, well, I just don't have anything to bring to the table? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. 
Yeah, okay, just checking. Um, and I want to remind us last week, as we talked about first fruits with giving, the story of the widow's might. Jesus saw this widow who brought in a half a penny. And to everybody else, that half a penny seemed like it wasn't anything valuable. And Jesus said it was more valuable than the, the big amounts of gold that were being dropped in the offering because she brought it from her heart. And I just want to encourage you that every gift matters. Every sacrifice of time matters. Every offering of labor matters. And we actually have like the perfect, I love it when God lines up the calendar, right? Mm -hmm. Like we didn't need to pick an example for this. We have the perfect example. We have trunk retreat tomorrow night. One, y'all, there's more candy in the office, by the way. Like, you guys have brought the candy, right? So some of you have shopped, you have carried, you have lugged. But even today, one person went out and bought 8,000 sandwich bags, <laughs> right? One person went and did shopping. Two other people came in, and you might think, well, what's the big deal about cutting pit? Like, all I can do is cut paper. Well, you know what? We had two individuals that cut all those papers so that we have 8,000 pieces of 500 per car messages ready to go to put in these sandwich bags today. Some of the rest of you, yeah, give them a hand, right? <laughs> Shoo, so glad they came. And Pastor Mary, are we thanking God for them in a big yeah. way? Yes, indeed. And so some of you will stay after today and help us pack all those bags of candy and we'll have lunch and we'll have a good time. Others of you are decorating cars and showing up tomorrow night. Some of you are doing all of it and that's great. But hear me, without the person who took the extra 30 minutes, well, no, hour to drive to Costco to get sandwich bags in bulk, or the two people who came and cut all the papers... <laughs> We'd have a whole lot of candy and a whole lot of them, and we'd be so struggling, right? So every single part matters. And when you put all the parts together, then it makes this really great event. It's not just Paul, but Peter talks about this. 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms, in its one form, in its only sing form, in its only preach or teach form, in its only teach children form? Mm -mm. It's various. In its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. Some of us feel like, I just can't get up and do it. Let me tell you, when, you bring, when you're bringing it to God, he will give you the strength you need to do it. So that in all things... We can be glorified and get our picture up on the little thing once a year? No. <laughs> so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. So at this point, some of you may be like, well, that's great. But what if I don't know what my gift is? What if I don't know where I'm supposed to fit? So there's a strategy that I'd like to share that I think will help. It's very simple. Three steps. Ask, act, and adjust. We've heard of AAA ball, but now we have AAA survey. <laughs> right. Okay, okay, just checking. Um, so the first is to ask. Um, of course, you begin with asking God because he's the one that made you and he's the one that gifted you. And he knows where he wants you to be placed. So start by asking God and let him show you where he wants you to be. Um, another, another 
um, avenue is to ask trusted others. Because sometimes other people who have known us for a while see things in us that we haven't seen in, our, see in ourselves. And, or they see us differently than we see ourselves, and they can direct you, which is how I got here. <laughs> but that's another sermon for another day. Um, and then the third thing is to ask yourself, what, what is it that ignites a passion within you? What is it that lights your fire? Um, for me, I remember um, at our parent church, Healing Place, we decided we were going to write our own vacation Bible school curriculum one year. And they tasked me with writing the skit, which writing is my jam. So um, they asked me to do the skit, which was going to reinforce what the kids were learning over the three days. And just to see, I wish there were better words in the English language to describe, but it was so rewarding and so fulfilling to see the characters that I wrote come to life, to see the kids engaged and see that they were getting it, to see the parents, you know, enjoying it and joining in and appreciating it. It was just one of those moments where I knew I was exactly where I was supposed to be when I was supposed to be there. So that's the type of thing that, you know, ask yourself what it is that does that for you, and that's probably the direction you want to go in. Um, And so... Some of you are still not sure, or like we like to provide tools and resources to you guys. You know that we have a spiritual gift survey, uh, and we'll actually send out. A, Pastor Mary, help me hold me accountable. We're going to send out a link for this survey to everybody in church teams, so that you can check out and see maybe what your spiritual gifts are, or you're not sure. Like there's a, all this confusion in the church, right? There's there's the miracle gifts of tongues and healing and all that, and, and then there's the exhortation gifts or the empowering gifts, and then, and then there's the team gifts, which is kind of more what we're talking about today. But it, it's a, a really easy thing. You just answer a bunch of questions, and it'll kind of highlight some areas that maybe you're blind to because it asks mm-hmm. questions about what you like to do or what people say about you. Um, and... Again, like we can so often miss gifts that are staring everyone else in the face that you have. And so it's just a way to, to help you identify those. So you will get a church team's email in the next 24 hours. And there's this little fun little survey that you can get and fill out. And if you would like, discuss with one of us. But it's really for your information and notification. So the next step is to act. And that's simply to just try something. Is there something that interests you or an area you want to dip your toe in and see if if that might be your direction? Because um, as an old um, teacher of mine used to say, nothing beats a failure but a try. Uh, Um, Can you say that again? She said that like last night it wasn't in her notes and she just said, my teacher, and I was like, well, wait, put that in quotes again. Nothing beats a failure but a try. Um, And... Even if that means being a floater and filling a known need, this might not be what you're passionate about, but you know that there's a need. God can direct you to where you're supposed to go through doing that even. And so uh, we want to understand, right? Serving, sometimes it's what you know you're passionate about. But like Asanji just said, sometimes it's just filling a need or fitting a need. Sometimes you serve in a place for a season I don't even know if Pastor Mary knows this, but there was actually a season when I was first in church, when I first accepted Jesus, that I loved working in children's ministry. That season is long past. And I was good at it. It was a seasonal anointing. It's gone. It's gone. I rock babies. I'm great with babies. Beyond that, yeah. Right? But sometimes... 
Pastor Rick's like, that was before my time. Praise the <laughs> Lord. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So, but sometimes our gifts are seasonal. They're for a season. And, and other times our gifts are progressive. Actually, most often they're progressive. You may start out in one area and have no idea where you'll actually end up. But God is giving you all the different pieces you'll need for where his final destination for you is. And so if you'd have told Pastor Rick and I 14 years ago, when Asanji and I first met, that we would be church planting, we'd have been like, what have you been smoking? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, it was the step of women's ministry and marriage ministry and dabbling in this and doing this and then teaching classes and then organizing teaching classes and assistant pastor to pastor to church planner. Like, all those steps were critical to get to right here. Managing the teams in the kitchen that cooked meals for 300 people every Wednesday night so there could be class was a great budgeting lesson that I really needed. That's, that's you know, to keep church running. Yep. So just know that it might not be so obvious or it might not be your deepest passion revealed at first, but God has a plan and you're on a journey. Yeah. And then the third step is to adjust. So while you're doing whatever it is you're doing, Listen for the Holy Spirit. He's an excellent director, redirector, course corrector. Amen. Um, but if you're not doing anything, there's nothing for him to direct, redirect, or course correct. That's right. Yeah. So um, find that spot and allow him to, to move. And whatever he says for you to do, do. Um, and as a floater, I would also add, be sensitive to when God tells you it's time to move on. Yeah. If you're sensing that it's time to move on, do so confidently knowing that as you go, he'll fill that gap. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's by, I'm sorry, it's by, <laughs> it's by doing what he says do and making the adjustments that he says to make that you'll forge that path to where you're ultimately meant to be. Um, unfortunately, there are some people that are born and know from birth that they're going to be an astrophysicist or a brain surgeon. But for the rest of us, we have to kind of forge our path. And so that's, that's the way he gave me to do it, the AAA. AAA. So you guys remember that? Ask act, adjust. All right. So we have some ways for you to do that. And first, we want to give a shout out to you guys. Like an overwhelming percentage of our congregation is already serving. Like that is something for us to all give a praise and an applaud to. Like for real. We have 70 people that attend church throughout the month. And Almost 50 of them serve regularly. That is huge, that is you guys. Awesome. Like, it's huge. But every part. There's a place for every part. And so we want to give you some opportunities. And um, when you walked in today, sorry, all the props, and I have the handheld. So um, when you walked in today, you should have got a Bridge Church Classifieds, a Bridge Church Help Wanted mm -hmm. ad. And it just gives some job description, some basic things that the teams do, how much time it takes, and where you can get plugged in. And then we're going to bring this out. Uh, Pastor Jessica, by the way, you did an amazing job on that, so thank you so much. But these are all the individual gaps that there are in different ministries or places for you to fill. They're job descriptions, so you can take the card, but then underneath... There's an I said yes, where you can say, oh, I actually would really like to serve in and plug in and serve there. And it doesn't have to be for six months or a year. Like, you can try it out. That's okay. Um, and you can drop that card. We're going to have this for three, the next three weeks. I start to say the next three months. We're going to have this for the next three weeks. But we really want to encourage you guys that 
either you're serving and it's, like you said, kind of past the season for you to be in that, or you're not sure where you're going to get plugged in and serve yet. We want to encourage you to browse that, take a look, ask questions, talk to us over candy stuffing today. It's all good. Um, but we want to give you spots to fit in. And that's the how. So why does any of this matter? Well, because this is how we make an impact for God. Um, so I am into the whole Marvel, Transformers, DC Comics, anything like that. I love it. Um, so if anybody's familiar with the Transformers, you know that each of the Autobots have um, a power that they, they, they can do. Wait, but, I have a question. Because mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big Marvel fan, but not... So are the Autobots, like, is that like the individual car and the individual Jeep and they... Okay, yes. I'm just checking. Right? Robot, robots in disguise, and and they're the little, the okay, right, right. So the cool Corvette or whatever no. it is that suddenly is walking or right, whatever. Okay, right. all right. So, right, the good guys. So when something happens, um, they have the ability to join together and form a bigger being called a combiner, and. It's like huge, it's like stories high, and this, this big being that's like walking through and defeating evil. And so I see that as a picture of the body of Christ. When everybody's in place and we all link up like that, then we're the hands and feet of Jesus, and we're walking through and we're accomplishing what God wants to accomplish in the earth. So when we all get in where we fit in, imagine the impact that we'll have um, in our community. Um, for example, the town of Indian Head and Indian Head Elementary and the Naval Base and Charles County and even beyond. Um, it's all possible, but it's only possible when everyone gets in where they fit in. That's right. So again, bringing the first fruits of our gifts and talents means not only finding what they are, but bringing them and putting them to use so that the body of Christ can function as it was meant to function. Um, so... I'll go back to the toe story just briefly, because I don't like to remember it a lot, but um, just Your briefly. Your sister's in the room. I think she <laughs> chuckled extra loud. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember all that screaming. Oh, my gosh, yeah. the drama. But anyway, um, when that happened, I still did everything that I needed to do. I still went to school. I went to work. So stuff was still happening, but there was a gap because the one part wasn't functioning, so everything had to overcompensate for the one part that wasn't functioning. So when we're not where we are, the body will still function, but not as fully as it was intended. So, And so I'm just going to move over to Ephesians. I told you that Paul's got a sister passage to Corinthians, right, where he's talking to the church in Ephesus. And he's talking about this same thing. He's talking about unity and maturity in the body and serving and, and what that means. And so in Ephesians 4... He's just talking about a couple different things. He's like, so it's Christ himself who gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. And this is where we get messed up because we think we get, we get caught up in thinking we got that gift so we can be all of that in a bag of chips. And yeah, no, it says to equip his people for works of service so that the body may be built up until we reach unity, until we reach knowledge, until we become mature to the full measure of Christ. Then he says, there's a warning, when you don't, when the body is operating without all the parts in place, then, then we run into some things. But Paul says, if you do that, then you will no longer 
be like infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching. Anybody feel like ever that we just get tossed back and forth? We're not stable and steady where we need to be. We stay on track as a church because everybody's plugged in. Paul says, instead, speaking truth and love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. The why is because from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament. Let's skip hands and feet. Those are the big pieces. Let's get down to the little ligaments. Grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So I just have a few final thoughts for you. If you're sitting back because you don't feel ready, can I submit to you that even though the body is still operating and ministry is still happening, there is that gap, a U-shaped gap. So um, again, you have the gifts assessment that is going to be sent out today. <laughs> um, you have the cards that are available and the classified ads. So just um, spend some time with God and see what he would have you do. Second, if you feel ready but you're still not sure where you should be plugged in, um, consider filling a need for a season and see how that feels and let him lead you through that. I just want to give a shout out to somebody who's actually doing that. Y'all know April is like she just she's great at announcements like communicating. She can communicate and connect right but she can function in the tech world. And so as much as she loves connecting and communicating, she's up serving in the booth because we have a real need for people to fill in and tech. So she's connecting and communicating via slides today, right? No, but, but sometimes it is just that. It's filling in for a season while you get to do the other stuff that you love. You serve in an area that you're equipped, right? And last week, Pastor Jen um, charged us to talk to God about the first fruits of our income. And this week, I encourage you to do the same about your first, first fruits of your gifts and talents to see where he would have you be. And when he shows you, then get in where you fit in, because you do fit in. Thanks. Could you all stand together as the worship team comes up and we pray? Heavenly Father God, we thank you so much. We thank you for your living word. We thank you that you know every one of our insecurities. You know every one of our pet peeves, the things that get on our nerves. You know every one of our places where we feel like we are not enough or where we feel like we are too much. And knowing all of that, you provided your living word that teaches us that we are never too much or we are never not enough as long as we stand in you, as long as we come forward to lock arms or um, bring all our different little transformers together to make the giant transformer to do your kingdom work. And God, not for our glory, but for your glory. Not, not so we can receive praise, but so that a lost and hurting world would know that they are seen and known and loved by you. So God, I just ask that, uh, one, that you would bless Asanji as she boldly and 
very effectively came and communicated this word to us this morning. God, but and also just that you would bless not only her efforts, but the efforts of all those who are already volunteering. Lord, for those who maybe have given and given and given and served and served and served, and this is a legitimate season for them to sit down and rest for a little bit. Every part needs a rest sometimes, and that's okay. I pray that, pray that you would meet them in that place, that you would restore them that you would bring them peace and wholeness. And when they're ready, they'll jump back in. But God, that there would not be guilt or shame or condemnation because you say, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And for those of us that are not sure where to plug in but ready, then Holy Spirit, would you lead us, nudge us from your voice to our spirit or from the person, the trusted friend that might say, hey, I see this in you, or from the gifts assessment online. God, I'm going to go back to your word. 1 Corinthians 12, 18, but it is in fact you, God, that has placed each part in the body, every one of us, just as you want us to be. So Lord, if we can't see it yet, then open our eyes. And God, we celebrate this body of believers that is faithful to serve. Equip us, bless us, and, and Lord, would you just, all this candy here, all the fun, all the cars, all the decorations, God, that's a lot of fun. But we pray that your living word would penetrate and bless and cover and anoint every one of those little papers that says you matter. God made you. God loves you. You are important. Your voice matters. I recognize, God, that one out of every 20 kids may even notice there's a paper because they care about the Reese's cup. But would you put just the right message in just the right little hands that maybe don't hear from anyone else in the whole wide world that they matter or that they are loved or that you made them. And would you let that living word leap off the page as they enjoy a Reese's cup <laughs> and may their little lives see hope and acceptance and affirmation. And most importantly, they, may they see you. In Jesus' name. And the church together said, amen, amen, amen.